Hey everybody, this is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Bryn Griffiths and joining us as always, Brent McIntosh, how you doing? I'm well, how are you? Fine, I'm a little stressed out about today. Well, then you're in luck because Why is that? we have a professional today that's going to help us with that, Bryn. Excellent. So let's get right to it. Our topic today is dealing with stress and oh. our special guest is registered psychologist Darielle Cole. Darielle, how are you? I am well, thank you. How are you guys? I'm feeling I'm relaxed already. Stressed. Is that good? That's yeah, she's very calming. Yeah, very, very already, calming I, I think, the, yeah, the, the, I guess session over. How much do we owe you? Um, so, so obviously we're going to talk about stress, Daryl, and you're going to help us with that and give us some tips. But before we do yeah. that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this topic, actually, because there's lots of really great stuff around stress uh, that we can chat about, and hopefully there'll be some ideas that you guys can take away today. Um, I'm originally from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, both my parents are, are from this area and come from large families, so lots of extended family in the area. I've been married for nine years, and I have a very rambunctious rescue dog named Maverick. Awesome. Well, shout out to your parents, Barry and Kathy, because I know that they'll be listening. So first of okay. all, um, we'll say hi to them. Um, tell us what you do. We love that. What do you do and who do you do it with? Uh, so I'm currently practicing, um, as you mentioned, as a, a registered psychologist in the Shore Park area. And I also teach part time for my alma mater city, University of Seattle at their Edmonton campus. Um, so I've taught and co-facilitated co courses such as grief and loss, trauma and interpersonal violence, and child developmental psychology. I work with individuals with a variety of areas such as depression, anxiety, grief and loss, trauma, work injury, and chronic health concerns. Okay. Well, today, I mean, we'd like to talk about all those things, but let's just stick with stress because I think that that's something that everyone can relate to. I don't know anyone who doesn't have some type of stress in their life. So, um... Maybe let's talk, can you give us some ideas of what can cause stress or where does stress come from? All right. So I actually was on this uh, webinar this morning and they had this, this beautiful definition that um, stress is resistance to what is. So it's not something that happens to us. It's our response to what happens. Interesting. I like that. Um, so, so I really, so I really liked that. So I, so I stole that yep. and um Stressors are actually individual to a person. So something that causes tension or places demands on a person. And there's lots of different types. Um, so a couple categories just for simplicity are environmental stressors, such as natural disasters, or if you had to relocate from where you were living, um, physiological stressors, such as a health condition or an illness, and even psychological stressors, such as the way we might perceive an event. Um, there's also acute stressors, which are short term, like the upcoming holidays yeah. <laughs> yeah. or chronic stress, which is actually the one that's more serious and, and can have health implications. I'm always kind of curious to know why people go the direction they do with careers or their life, I guess. What got you started going down this path? Stress is a huge thing for a lot of people, but what, what made you kind of go this direction? Uh, so I'm very curious about what makes people work and why they do the things they do. And, um, a lot of what I do, um, I connect back to positive psychology, which is looking at, you know, what's working, what's going well, where are the solutions, you know, how are people thriving? Um, and so that has been one of the, the biggest things is, you know, crappy things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there, there are people that overcome these. So what are, what are they doing? Instead of looking at this went wrong, 
what are all the bad things that are happening? Yes, this went wrong. You know, what can we do about it? And, and do you feel some of your patients stress? Do you bring it home with you or are you good at leaving it at the office? So that's a really good question. Um, I mean, in our training, we're taught um, to watch for emotional reactions and to help support our clients in regulating them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also taught to, to, to kind of bracket that, that, you know, if that's someone else's stuff, that's, that's their stuff. They get to keep it. <laughs> we don't have to take it on. Yeah. And if we are taking it on, we have to do our own work around why that might be, why there might be what we call some transference around that. Um, if, if, um, you know, there's an overlap with some of our own stories that we're being reminded of that we have to kind of take care of that. Um, but for sure, there's lots of practices as, as counselors and psychologists that, that we learn on how, you know, how to manage that. Now, stress can be detrimental to our health. Maybe you can share some symptoms that stress can cause in individuals. Um, so stress responses are actually very normal and they protect us. So if you're moving into like a fight flight response, um, you might notice an increased heart rate, things like sweaty palms, um, faster paced breathing, some like racing thoughts, um, your digestive system is going to shut down because you're getting ready for action. So some of those things can happen. Um, and it's, it's funny that you say stress is detrimental to our health. And of course, we know that, you know, there's a ton of studies on this and that have shown this is true. Um, but another part of the reason, you know, kind of that I talked about it in working in psychology, we look at the other side of things. So uh, you're driven to identify the negative things first because this is protective, right? right? If I can identify harmful things, I can come up with a plan to avoid them or the pain that they're associated with, which makes sense. Right. Okay. But not all stress is bad. Okay. Explain. Uh, Yeah. So there's some research that points out the benefits of stress. And then if we further elaborate on stress categories, we can talk about, you know, good stress and bad stress or eustress. So E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S and distress. Um, So eustress helps motivate us and and it propels us toward achieving our goals. You know, you you have an exam coming up. So that stress is driving you to study so that you can get a really good grade and and do the things you want to do or preparing you for, you know, an athletic event. Um, and distress is kind of what interferes with our ability to thrive. So, Interesting. so there's those, those two. And then, you know, stress can give us the energy we need to operate um, under pressure, right? So when they look at, you know, people that are in highly stressful in, in, you know, situations, but they're doing well, they're actually under stress, but it's not creating negative health effects for them. Interesting. So, um, there's a health psychologist, Kelly McGonagall, and I love her stuff. Um, so she teaches out of Stanford and she studies stress. Um, and she talks about stress being the driver behind making us social as well, right? That it activates some of the hormones that drive us to connect with our support system, you know, tell other people that we need help or, or you know, or we need to be, you know, in closer proximity to them. It also helps us stretch outside our comfort zone so that we can grow and learn new ways of being. Um, so... So, yeah. So, yes, there are sometimes detrimental things, but there can also be some good things about stress. Well, that's really cool. Well, I wanted to break it down a little bit further and just talk about each individual stresses. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that, you know, because I think all of us take it differently. And, and I, th- I picked a couple of ones that I wrote down here that I thought we could talk about that most of us could relate to. So I thought we'd start with job or job related stress and what would be the yeah. best ways to deal with each of these stresses. So we'll start with with your, your work life. How should somebody okay. deal with stress at work? 
Yeah. So this is actually a really dense subcategory. Um, and it definitely can contribute to feeling stressed. You know, people's work is connected to so many functions of life. So for some, their job is connected to their identity. Mm-hmm. And so that can play a role. And for others, it may not be so clearly connected, um, but it could also impact meaning making for them. You know, what they do is valuable, even though they might not identify with it on a personal level. Um, work culture can play a role in our, our stress levels and the systems that we operate in. Um, but the, but the good thing about that too, as, as individuals, you know, we can influence our work culture, right? We can contribute to making a difference there and changing the dynamics between colleagues or creating a more positive work environment. So there's some hope there for that piece. And then with job loss, you know, especially with, you know, economy and the, and the job market right now, definitely an area related to stress. Um, it can also lead to depression, um, worrying about finances, having to rework your identity and esteem. Yep. Um, concerns about supporting yourself and your family can add layers to that dynamic there as well. Sure. And um, go ahead. Well, and well, you just, you said family. And so it, this is the time of year, December, when we typically spend more time with our families. And I know that that can be another stress added to people's lives. Do you have a tip maybe yes. for um, if, if you're spending I, too much time with your family? I have a whole <laughs> section. Do you want me to jump there? Yes, let's talk about Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Maybe some tips for people. Okay, you've got to spend time with your family at Christmas. And maybe we can give them some tips okay. on, on how to deal with that. Yeah. So um, one of the things to do is, you know, prepare for the challenges, integrate them in, you know, whether this is a difficult family member, um, a loss that you've had that's happened during the holidays, maybe you're on struggles with mental health. So taking those situations and looking at what's what's within your control so that you can develop some plans around that. Um, So if, you know, for example, you're sad because you lost a loved one, turn toward that, you know, do something to help you remember that loved one and allow yourself to be sad. Um, one of the things that I often talk with clients about is that, you know, our brain likes to compartmentalize things, even feelings, right? So, you know, just because you're, you're sad doesn't mean you also can enjoy some of the things of the holidays as well. That's not going to discredit or devalue that pain and that loss that you're feeling that you're allowed to have more than one emotion at one time. Um, but also paying attention to the ones that are a little bit harder to hold, Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is to do kind of a reality check around our expectations of the holidays. Christmas is not like the movies. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's not a Hallmark Hallmark series. No. So you know, practicing accepting what is, and that the holidays can be hard, and 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 they don't have to be a hundred percent happy. Um, can actually be relieving for people. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, we're dancing around one thing here, though. When you get together with family, there's a lot of family members we love, and there's a lot of family members we like. So how do we how do we balance that? That's a big. I think that's a big one, don't you think, Brent? Mm-hmm. How do we handle that? Families are families are hard. They 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 can get on our nerves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so uh, pieces here are looking at how are you setting boundaries with family members, mm-hmm. whether it's. Um, how much time you're spending, whether you're alternating events, um, whether you're hosting, whether you're, you're setting up, you know, even rules around engagement. Like if you, you know, there are things that you can change and things that you can't change. If you know that, you know, one person really struggles with alcohol around the holidays, how are, how are you taking care of yourself knowing that that's going to happen? Um, looking at, you know, why are you getting together in the first place? Well, you know, what's important about the holiday traditions? You know, what values are connected to that, that 
um, is another way um, to kind of deal with some of this. Looking at that, you know, holiday requests where people are asking to spend time with you and connect with you is actually coming from a place of caring and, and love. Um, can sometimes soften some of some of those more difficult feelings that we have towards family. Um, and then I think the other thing too is to kind of be open-minded, right? So are there, is there more than one way to celebrate the holidays? If you absolutely can't go to that family dinner, can you offer, offer an alternative and say, you know, I would really love to see you over the holidays, but I can only really do a coffee, you mm-hmm. know, on this day. Or, you know, we're, we're really booked up because we have, you know, we're a blended family and we have four events to go to, but it's really important that we see you. Can we do it on another day, like the 27th? What a great idea. Uh, let's talk about relationships, our significant others, because sometimes we're not as nice to them as we should be. <laughs> yes. And, and the people that closest to us get the brunt of that because there are safe people. Yeah. And then we um, tend to I show know. our true colors to them. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes thinking about, you know, if, if I treated my family like I treated strangers, mm-hmm. would that help? No. Yeah. Would, would I kind of change the way I'm approaching the situation that would have a little bit more patience, a little bit more kindness around where they're coming from. Um, knowing that their expectations and my expectations of the holiday are probably completely different. Right. Um, and so checking that out, you know, what, you know, how do you vision the holidays happening? Right. Is it that you have a whole bunch of decorations and a whole bunch of events and a whole bunch of presents, or do you go away and go skiing and spend time together just at a mountain lodge? Right. So kind of having those conversations about, you know, what do the holidays look like for you? And can, can we kind of come to an agreement around having, you know, both of those things happen so that everybody gets their needs met? You know, there's a trend here, I think, building that I, I'm seeing with how you're explaining things on how to deal with stress before it even happens. It's communication. Yes. For sure. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. yeah. That, um, whether you're in a family or a relationship or, uh, you know, communicating with work colleagues, you know, there's always a chance for conflict. Um, that's inevitable. And then it's about how do we do the repair when it happens? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes things can't be as easy as just a, a quick phone call or, or a quick talk with your significant other. Sometimes the, the issues might be bigger. I was thinking about money. That money can be um, something that can stress out a lot of people these days. And, and even just driving here today, listening to the radio, talking about inflation, that the cost of our groceries are going to be 7% more next year. And, and yeah. so this can put a lot of stress on families and, and with the income that they make, because they're probably not going to get a 7% raise next year. So standard of living is going to go down. Is there ways that people can deal with that? Um, so, I mean, this is out of my scope a little bit because I don't do a lot around financials, but people do talk about financial stressors. So I always say to people, find somebody who specializes in this, you know, Mm -hmm. get advice from them about what your choices are. You know, somebody who knows what you can do with, you know, the resources that you've got so that you don't feel like you're stuck. Um, You know, think about doing things that don't cost money, right? We have one of the most beautiful river valleys in our city where you can go for walks and it doesn't cost anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, setting up game nights with friends, um, exercise outside and nature is free, right? So looking for the things that, that don't contribute, um, to extra expenses, uh, you know, talking with friends around, you know, we're trying to save some money. Um, can we do this event instead of this event? Um, 
Yeah. And and then if you if you want to make actual changes in your finances, developing specific goals that you can track around that. So do you have a monthly budget? Do you have specific saving goals? How how are you working towards that, even if it's small? Okay. Um, You'd mentioned a little bit earlier, but we'll talk about it uh, specifically coping with uh, an illness or grief loss of a family member. Um, mm -hmm. Those can be big issues for people. Um, they are. Mm -hmm. Do you have some um, tips for somebody who has to, who's going through that? Yeah. So for coping with illness, I think building a team, right? So depending on what your health condition is, seeking out specialists that know about what you're going through mm -hmm. um, so they can help partner in your care. Um, so whether, whether that's a physician, a physiotherapist, a psychologist, um, you know, even a nutritionist kind of looking at, you know, who are the healthcare providers that know how this works and, 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 and what helps alleviate some of the concerns and the pain, um, investing in yourself. So doing things that are restorative, um, you, can be as simple as daily stretches, you know, finding a support group where there's people that get what you're going through because they're going through similar things. Um, and getting active, right? So, okay. you know, 30 minutes of brisk walking counts as being active. Um, and, th and there's, a, you know, massive benefits around that. So it doesn't have to be that, you know, you're going to the gym and weightlifting three times a week if that right. isn't in your budget. Yeah. Um, so for the past, and then, yeah, go ahead, keep going, please. I was just going to say the other thing with illness is pacing, right? You know, we, we can overcommit over the holidays. Right. Um, so if you're having a really good day, even if it's, you know, fantastic, instead of cramming three things into that day, you know, stretching those three things over three days so that you don't pay for it with extra rest days. So we've been going through, uh, you know, a year and a half or more now of, of COVID-19, and that seems to be adding stress levels to a lot of people, uh, depending mm -hmm. in vaccines is another thing. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that you, you know, people seem to be choosing a side of the fence. And, and throwing stones at the other side of the fence. Maybe you can give us some tips on that. Yeah, so it, this is a really big topic and the stressors come for all kinds of reasons. Like you said, whether it's the vaccines and the beliefs around that and dispelling the myths around that. And I always encourage people to, um, you know, speak to the specialists around this. You know, there's a lot of information out there and it's really important to sift through what's fact and, and what's being perpetuated by social, social media that, you know, is maybe not necessarily grounded um, in research. Um, there are wonderful forums put on by Alberta Health Services and other, um, you know, pediatric virologists, because that's the newest thing that's coming out is that you different age group for vaccines. Um, so all of that stuff is accessible to the public where they can go and say, okay, actually, you know, this is, you know, done, done research trial, and now they're studying for long term. Yeah. Um, um, so, you know, getting curious, asking those questions, um, if there's disagreements between family members and instead of trying to push your point, get curious about where that's coming from. Get out like, of judgment, get into curiosity is what my coach always yeah. says. Yeah. 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 Right. What? That, you know, this is a scary thing that we can't control. So, mm -hmm. um, people are trying to control as much as they can, you know, with what what they know and, and resources are limited and the things that we would go to normally to mitigate those stressors like social networks or, you know, events or, you know, are also restricted. So, so that adds another layer. Excellent. Well, you um, mentioned exercise. Is there anything else that you can give us the tips on, on how to maybe keep stress at bay? I'm looking for shortcuts here. I'm looking for vitamins, caffeine, chocolate. Is there anything that you can suggest <laughs> that, that might help me? 
Yeah. So anything with vitamins, always saying check with your doctor because everyone's systems are going to be different. You might be short in something or high in something. So getting that double checked. Um, There's wonderful research coming out on what we eat impacts how we feel. Um, Caffeine in moderation, right? If we're if we're looking care looking at taking care of stress, sleep is really important, and caffeine's a stimulant. So what time of day are you having your caffeine, right? Um, That that can be related. Uh, How many cups? dark chocolate, you you know, in small amounts, that's good for our brain. So, you know, give yourself that little treat. Um, But we want to, we want to also pay attention to, you know, what are we doing with our food? Is it intentional? Are we using it to self-soothe and avoid something else? Okay. Um, As we wrap up here, I wanted to know, um, is is it, should you be getting things off your chest? (laughs) We talked about communication, but should I be telling everyone how I feel? Is that the best way to deal with uh, keeping stress out of my life? I think for sure, picking and choosing, right? Knowing those bounds that, um, you know, not everybody um, needs to know your story, right? It's Mm -hmm. personal. Um, There are more costs to avoiding or denying what we feel. Um, So studies demonstrate that when people avoid stress, this actually leads to reduced sense of well-being, uh, lower life satisfaction, and even lower levels of happiness. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, there, there are things that we can do to manage that, you know, you know, talking to somebody, um, there was this beautiful idea from the webinar I watched this morning where they had a moan and move on notebook. So, you know, they put it down and then they carried on with the rest of their day. So you kind of bracket some of that. Um, mindfulness is fabulous for stress reduction. If you do um, deep breathing practices, you're actually switching from stress response to relaxation response. Um, and those two systems cannot be on at the same time. Okay. Um, and then social support, right? It's, it's, this is a social time of year and there can be really great benefits around connecting with family and friends. Well, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Are you taking on new patients? Uh, not until the new year. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a few spots in the new year. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and how does someone find you? Would um, probably the best thing would be to go to my website. So dariellecole.wixsite.com. Okay. Um, and, and then I thought that um, as we wrap up here, we should probably give out maybe an emergency uh, phone number for anyone who is um, maybe dealing with something that's uh, an emergency. Do you have yeah, a number that sure. somebody could call? Yeah, I have a couple for you. Our mm-hmm. office is not actually open 24-7, so we're not a, a crisis intervention office, but um, Kids Help Phone is great. You can text or call 686868 um, or go to their kidshelpphone.ca website for kids and youth, um, and you can access counseling supports, chats, all kinds of things. Um, the Alberta Health Services Mental Health Line is available 24-7, and that number is one 303 2642. And then there's also the Canadian Mental Health Association stress line, which is available 24 7 as well. And their number is 780-482-4357. And 211 can help finding local support. So there might be a support group or somebody who's available for those niche things if it's not. Uh, you know, a dire emergency. And if there are immediate safety or emergency situations, of course, always call 911. 
Perfect. Thank you. Hey, uh, I've got my stress relievers out right now. They're called Hershey's Kisses, and I'm going to be working over that a little bit later on. Happy holidays to you, and thank you very much for coming you on. You as well. So savor, savor those Hershey Kisses. I'm, you know, you just watch. You just watch how I savor those things. Hey, Brent, how do people get a hold of you? Well, if somebody would like to talk about real estate, they can call our team directly. We're at 780-464-0075, or they can find us on the web, macintoshgroup.ca. And that's all the time we have for today. We love the feedback, so uh, just keep it coming. We appreciate it. And as Brent said, check us out at the Macintosh Group at REMAX River City. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll see you next time.